When the day comes that I am asked to recalibrate the calendar, I'm going to lop a week off January and February and add them to October, which deserves to be 40 days long, maybe more. I love this time of year. The tourists have long gone and the kids are back at school. The TV schedules aren't full of reruns and I can sleep under a duvet again. Mostly, I love the sparkle in the air, without the pollen from the plain trees, so that I can open my lungs and run freely. I run every morning, three circuits of Victoria Park in Bethnal Green, each one of them more than a mile. Right now, I'm just passing Durwood Street in Whitechapel, Jack the Ripper territory. I once took a Ripper walking tour, a pub crawl with ghost stories. The victim I remember best was his last one, Mary Kelly, who died on the same date as my birthday, November the 9th. People forget how small an area Jack roamed. Spitalfields, Shoreditch and Whitechapel cover less than a square mile, yet in 1888 more than a million people were crammed into the slums without decent water and sewerage. It is still overcrowded and poor, but that's only compared with places like Hampstead or Chiswick or Holland Park. Poverty is a relative state in a rich country where the wealthiest are the first to cry poor. It is seven years since I last ran competitively, on a September night in Birmingham, under lights. I wanted to get to the Sydney Olympics, but only two of us were going to make it. Four hundredths of a second separated first from fifth. Half a metre, a heartbeat, a broken heart. I don't run to win anymore. I run because I can and because I'm fast. Fast enough to blur at the edges. That's why I'm here now, flirting with the ground while perspiration leaks between my breasts, plastering my T-shirt to my stomach. When I run, my thoughts become clearer, or at least more concentrated. I think about work and imagine that today someone will call and offer me my old job back. A year ago, I helped solve a kidnapping and find a missing girl. One of the kidnappers dropped me onto a wall, crushing my spine. After six operations and nine months of physiotherapy, I am fit again, with more steel in my spine than England's back four. Unfortunately, nobody seems to know what to do with me at the Metropolitan Police. They think I am a wonky wheel on the machine. As I pass the playground... I notice a man sitting on a bench, reading a newspaper. There is no child on the climbing frame behind him and other benches are in sunshine. Why has he chosen the shade? In his mid-thirties, dressed in a shirt and tie, he doesn't raise his eyes as I pass. He's studying a crossword. What sort of man does a crossword in a park at this hour of the morning? A man who can't sleep. A man who waits. Up until a year ago, I used to watch people for a living. I guarded diplomats and visiting heads of state, ferrying their wives on shopping trips to Harrods and dropping their children at school. It is probably the most boring job in the Metropolitan Police, but I was good at it. During five years with the Diplomatic Protection Group, I didn't fire a shot in anger or miss one of the wives' hair appointments, I was like one of those soldiers who sit in the missile silos, praying the phone never rings. On my second circuit of the park, the man is still there. His suede jacket is lying across his lap. He has freckles and smooth brown hair, cut symmetrically and parted to the left. A leather briefcase is tucked close to his side. 
A gust of wind tears the newspaper from his fingers. Three steps and I reach it first. It wraps around my thigh. For a moment, he wants to retreat, as if he's too close to the edge. His freckles make him look younger. His eyes don't meet mine. Instead, he bunches his shoulders shyly and says thank you. The front page is still wrapped around my thigh. For a moment, I'm tempted to have some fun. I could make a joke about feeling like tomorrow's fish and chips. The breeze feels cool on my neck. Sorry, I'm rather sweaty. He touches his nose nervously, nods and touches his nose again. Do you run every day? He asks suddenly. I try to. How far? Four miles. It's an American accent. He doesn't know what else to say. I have to keep going. I don't want to cool down. Okay, sure. Have a nice day. It doesn't sound so trite coming from an American.